Hello, 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 and welcome to Holding Space with Whitney Jean. I'm your host, Whitney, and I am so grateful that you are here. Whether this is your first episode with me or you are returning, I am beyond grateful that the universe has led you to this exact moment, to this exact space with me. I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. I hope you enjoy. or maybe evening, maybe it's the middle of the night, maybe it's noon, whenever this podcast is finding you. I am so glad that you are here. I'm ready to jump into what has been shifting and coming up and really just coming to the forefront in the last few weeks here over in my life and how I am navigating it, what is opening up and all of the things. So, Let's jump in. I invite you to take a deep breath. Really allow yourself to anchor here and now in the present moment. On that inhale, allowing your belly to expand, filling it up. And on that exhale, allowing your belly to deflate like a balloon. Welcome. Welcome body, welcome body, welcome body. I want to very intentionally invite your body here today and greet your body because today that's exactly what we're going to talk about, our bodies and its incredible ability to guide us, to be a guiding light, a compass, a navigation tool, a resource within this reality, within this world. What I've learned over the years and through this journey, is that our body truly is a compass. It truly is this miraculous thing that we may have, if you're anything like me or had any similar experience to me, or maybe different but still received the same lessons, is that for a long time, especially as women, men too, but especially as women, We are taught to not trust our body, not to trust ourselves, to place our trust in external forces, to look for validation outside of us, that we cannot trust our body, our being, our judgment, our space, our awareness, our perception oftentimes manipulated, gaslighted, intentionally or unintentionally. Sometimes, A lot of times it's even unintentionally based on a person's ability to hold space for you on what you're feeling, what you're perceiving, what you know. Especially as a young child, when you're a young child and you have an awareness or an ability to perceive those around you in a way that makes people uncomfortable because you can see right through 
for lack of a better word, the bullshit. It makes them uncomfortable because you see right through the facade, the, the mask, the false mask that people are putting up. And so we learn from a young age that we can't trust ourselves, that we can't trust our body. We can't trust what we're perceiving. We can't trust that. We have to validate, validate ourselves and look to an external force to see what that is, what it is that we're perceiving, if that's even accurate, or is that what they're, they're feeling or seeing, or instead of just taking what we know instantaneously, what we perceive without judgment, Instead of taking that as it is, we are taught to look outside of us to confirm it, to make sure it's true. In this episode, I invite you to question that. I invite you to open that up. I invite you to maybe consider something differently. Universe, how can we view this differently? And maybe even asking that, writing that down, universe, how can I view this differently? Is this serving me? What if this isn't the truth? What is it? What if this isn't my truth? And then be open to what unfolds from there, which isn't always what you think it'll be. So for a long time, I personally really rejected my body's ability to perceive what was going on around me. I would perceive sadness in a person or I would perceive deceit or I would perceive lying or I would perceive anything. And I would be like, this is what I'm perceiving. This is what I'm I'm feeling. Are you okay? It, oftentimes it would come through the saying like, are you okay? What's wrong? And then they'd be like, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. Lying to me, lying to themselves. Because they didn't want to be seen. They didn't want to take up space, which is okay. There's no judgment in that. But what I learned was oftentimes I was perceiving things that weren't there. Or at least that was what I conditioned myself to believe. Not trusting myself for all the things that I was receiving and perceiving from people. And so the, through this journey, through the last few years, especially, I have really had to look at, okay, what is it that I believe? What is it that I'm carrying? What is it? What coding and conditioning have I held on to? Has my body held on to? And really opening that up through the work that I do with clients, which has been like the most God sent space through the work of being able to observe and witness people and their beliefs and their trauma and their experiences and their coding and their conditioning and the the way in which they view the world and how that differs from one another, one person to another. And what I've come to realize, what I've come to observe is that a lot of the people that you encounter are truly still children. They may be in in an adult body. They may be 30, 40, 50 years old. But if you have a conversation with them, what you may realize, or maybe a conversation with yourself, I've been in this space. 
is that they are their inner child still responding, reacting in a way that their inner child responded and reacted. I wouldn't even say so much response or as responding as I would say reaction. And as this awareness came up, specifically in the last few weeks, I began to observe people through this lens, through the lens of what if they were just reacting based on their inner child? What if this was a reaction from their inner child? What space could I hold for them then? How could I have more compassion and grace for that person then? And I truly have found that it allows me to tap deeper into unconditional love because it is their inner child that is responding. Unless they've taken the time to really navigate their inner child, navigate their ego, become friends, become companions, have a conversation with both their ego and their inner child, a lot of the reaction that you get from people the triggered response or reaction is their inner child. And so throughout the last few weeks, I really have been tapping into, in the last episode, we talked about the dopamine crash that I've been experiencing, the massive release, the massive grief wave, sadness, what I would compare to postpartum depression if I, but I've never had it. So like, Is that accurate? I don't know. But what I would perceive it as, where it's this purely chemical, you want to be happy, you have this rush of dopamine, and then there's this insane crash post-birth. And so where you want to be happy, there's a lot of sadness that comes up. And so in that last episode, I talked about the different things that I'm utilizing, different tools that I'm really anchoring into processes that I'm really anchoring into that I've done for a long time but in these moments where it feels really difficult feels really heavy feels really intense I'm truly anchoring into this space so that I can come out of it in the way that I I desire so that I can move through this in a way that really contributes to who I am and aligns with who I want to be, really anchoring into my practice. So the body, previous conditioning, dopamine crashes, a lot going on. (laughs) What's really coming up and the reason why I wanted to record this podcast was today I was driving home and I was feeling the inspiration. And as a sacral generator, It's my job to wait to respond. And so I'm on the way home from the gym. I'm like, I really want to record a podcast. I'm really feeling inspired to record a podcast. But instead of jumping into it immediately, like I like to do, (laughs) I paused and I waited to respond. And I was like, maybe I'll post in my story and ask, okay, what does everybody, what would anyone like me to riff on? What would anyone like some insight on? 
And I was like, mm, that just the sacral yes isn't there. So I got home, I made my tea, I sat in the sun with my pups and just sat and really just allowed myself to sit and be present in the moment. And then it hit me in the most loving way. I wanna talk about the body. I wanna talk about our ability to trust our body. So through this dopamine crash in the past few weeks, I found myself overly emotional. Like I found myself, my emotions were heightened. I could easily identify with my emotions, but knowing what I know, I knew that it was a release. I knew that my body was doing what it needed to do. In a way, it felt purely chemical, but also in a space of growth and expansion. Like there was an opportunity opportunity for growth here. There was an opportunity to anchor into my practice. And so on a day that I cleared my day because I was, whoo, my emotions were heightened. I cleared my day after finishing sobbing on my couch. I went to the grocery store and I walked around and I allowed my body to just grab whatever it wanted. And what I found was that I reached for and bought like seven boxes of tea. I bought some probiotic soda. I bought a bunch of like just very nutritional things, which normally wouldn't in an emotional response like this in the past, it wouldn't be what I would grab. Like think ice cream and sweets and chips and trying to satisfy this emotional response with sugar. But instead, I allowed my body to choose. And when I grabbed seven boxes of tea, five of them being either dandelion tea or a mushroom blend tea, I didn't really think anything of it other than, wow, my body's craving this. My body desires this. And then what came into my awareness was the fact that if you're feeling stuck, usually it's a liver stagnancy. There's a lack of flow, stuckness within your liver meridian. And this can cause the physical symptoms or the emotional symptoms of feeling stuck, vice versa. And dandelion tea is incredibly supportive of the liver. Mushroom tea is incredibly supportive of moving any sort of stagnicity, inflammation out of the body. They go in hand in hand. And so learning this, I was like, oh my gosh, my body knew. It was that confirmation of you can trust your body. You can trust this vessel. This vessel is your teammate. So my question for you is what can you be, what energy, space, and consciousness can you be to be in total communion with your body? And I invite you to write that down, write that question down, because if you've been in my world for a long time, whether that's through workshops, I don't know if I've mentioned it in the podcast, on my Facebook, Instagram, there's so much power in the question. 
the question opens up all of the energy. It opens up an infinite amount of space. The question is infinite. The answer is finite. So I don't, when I ask a question, it's not about looking for the answer, which it once was <laughs> very much so in the analytical mind. Previously, it was all about finding the answer. Okay, what is the answer? What is the answer? Now it's, okay, what is the question here? What question can I ask here? So my question for you is what energy, space, and consciousness can you be to be in total communion with your body? It's not about doing. It's not what you can do. It's who you can be. What space can you respond from? Who can you be? What can you be? So that your actions are the byproduct of who you are. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. Who can you be to be in total communion with your body? What energy, space, and consciousness can you be to be in total communion with your body? My body is incredibly intelligent. It's a vessel that allows me to communicate with the factors of this world. I trust it. I trust it wholeheartedly. I trust it to lead me even if I my awareness isn't aware of what it needs in this moment. I trust that my body always knows. I ask my body like a best friend, like a coach, like a mentor for its assistance, its guidance, because it knows. It knows. It has an intuition to it that I may not understand that I may not be able to describe or put into words, but it has an awareness and an intuition that I trust. And the more that I lean into that trust, the more that it, it contributes to my life. The more that I lean into that trust and that awareness that my body knows, the more that my body knows. Because this world is a self-reflecting world. My knowing, my trust, my surrender to my body in the moments that I need my body's help, that I, my body can contribute to me, leaning into that allows it to step up to the plate and do what it naturally does really well. And my trust and surrender heightens that. It builds upon that. It opens that up. My next question for you would be, what energy, space, and consciousness can you be to totally and completely trust your body's ability to lead you? What energy, space, and consciousness can you be to allow yourself to be in total communion and trust within your body? What space would that be? 
what would shift if you trusted yourself and your body? What if you allowed your body to guide you to what it is that you need? What it is that your body would benefit from? There may be a learning curve to this. It may not be that your body, that your body wants the fried food or the donuts, but maybe it's your inner child. Maybe that it's that desire for some sweetness in your life. But being able to be ultra honest with yourself, is it my body that desires this? Is it my inner child that desires this? Is it conditioning that desires this? Is it me trying to do the right thing that desires this? Or is it my body? What happens when you begin to trust your body and you begin to allow yourself to make decisions with your body is that your body begins to digest in a much more healthier way. In a much more, I I should say, effortless way. Your body begins to respond to invaders. Your body begins to respond to invaders, whether that be another person's energy, thoughts, beliefs, emotions, points of view, physical invader, with total ease and allowance, allowing it to move through easily and effortlessly. One of my favorite questions to ask is, body, is this even mine? Does this belong to me or is this someone else's? And allowing it to dissipate because 9.9 out of 10 times, it's not even yours. Allowing it to dissipate allowing it to open up, allowing yourself to surrender to the idea of your body's got your back. Your body's always had your back. Have you always had your body's back? Have you been taught to not have your body's back? Have you learned through observation, experience, And everything in between. That your body doesn't have your back. That you cannot trust your body. What if you could? Universe, how can you see this differently? What if you began to take action and hold space for your body's awareness? What if you began to trust it? Step by step, decision by decision, whether it's body, what outfit do we want to wear today? Body, what do we want to eat in this moment? What would best serve our body in this moment? Body, what do we want to buy for groceries? What is it, body, that we 
want to create together? What is it that we can create together in total harmony and total communion? It's like building trust back with an old friend. Except your body trusts you wholeheartedly. You just have to show up. Again and again and again. So that you can learn that it is safe to trust your body. That it is safe to be in your body. Your body's awarenesses, its knowing, its way of perception, it's safe. It's safe. As we end this episode, I want to give you a few things to journal on, to dive into, to chew on, to be with. Where have you made your body wrong? Where have you trusted someone else more than you've trusted your own self and body? Where have you been the toxic friend to your body? What if that shifted? What if you changed that? I invite you to release any guilt around it because guilt doesn't change anything. You change. You make a different decision. You choose differently. That's where the power resides. Within you. I just want to take a moment to express my gratitude for you allowing me to be a part of your journey through this podcast. It brings me so much pleasure and so much joy to be a contribution to you in any way that I possibly can. If you loved what you heard today, or if you were triggered by what was what was said today, I would love if you would leave me a review with any epiphanies, anything that was cleared up for you, any episode favorites, so that I can continue offering you and creating valuable content that is a contri- contribution to you. I would just be so, so thankful. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time to be in this space with me. I love you so much.